Hey, this is Dr. Jenna Bice with Heal at Home Moms. This is the podcast where we discuss all things motherhood and postpartum issues, but also just all things pelvic floor, basically the things that I tackle in my job that I think that all moms around the world should get to know. Um, And that's what we talk about here. So let's take a listen. Welcome to Heal at Home Moms, and I'm so excited that today we have Janice with My PFM, My Pelvic Floor Muscles. Can you say hi, Janice? Hello there. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, so I am so glad to have Janice because she is someone that I look up to in the way that she has really been on the forefront of promoting pelvic health in general, but also on social media. And I am so excited to basically teach and tell our listeners what it is that you've been doing. So let's start a little bit with what brought you to pelvic floor physical therapy in the first place. Do you mind talking about that? Absolutely. So I'll start just a little bit with my trajectory as a physical therapist. So I graduated in 95. And so for the first few years, I was primarily an outpatient orthopedic therapist. In 99, I had my first baby. And so I experienced some significant pelvic floor dysfunction afterwards. I was having leakage and pain and a little bit of heaviness. And I couldn't sit for like six or eight weeks, except on the boppy breastfeeding pillow. And at that, I felt, Hey, that's uh, normal, right? A lot. I mean, by normal, I mean common. That happens a lot. Yeah. Right. And nobody talked about anything. Like I was, well, number one, we didn't talk about the pelvic floor. We didn't dissect the pelvic floor in uh, gross anatomy. It was not something that was discussed in physical therapy school. So yeah. I think we're doing a little bit of a better job at least saying, hey, this area of physical therapy exists, even though you're not diving in, I don't think, in PT school, at yeah. least just exposure like hey this exists yes Uh, yes and some schools better than others for sure it depends like some people I know some residents that did you know a whole program of pelvic health as a part of their PT program and then there's other ones like the one I went to where we didn't really talk much about we had like a four-hour class one day and that was it so exactly yeah so it varies all over the board Mm-hmm. Varies, but at, at least it's variable. Yes. <laughs> because in the past, it wasn't even talk. There was nothing, at least at my school. So, and I yeah. think that was pretty consistent back in the 90s. And so, yeah, you okay. had your baby, and like, I had my baby, like most and I, women, it's like, like, now you live with this, right? It's I just, know. this is the way life and, is now. And I didn't talk to my OB about it. I didn't think about saying, hey, I'm having these issues. Had I done that, maybe she would have had some kind of interventions for me. I don't know. But I saw a little ad in a PT journal for a pelvic floor class hosted by Kathy Wallace and Holly Herman. So it's like, okay, let me go to this. I want to learn more about myself to help myself. I'm so glad. I don't have. Yeah. I'm so glad you stumbled upon such wonderful con ed. Like, yes, they're fantastic. Amazing. They're, those are like leaders yeah. in the world of pelvic health. And so I, I had no visions at that point of actually doing anything with anybody with pelvic health. Like I don't want to, do that. (laughs) I don't want to put my fingers there on anybody else. So anyways, (laughs) I went to the class and that first morning of the anatomy lecture, it was just really inspiring and a little overwhelming. Like, wow, this is our anatomy. And this is, we have three outlets (laughs) 
and the pelvic floor isn't just one little kegel muscle there you know you have multiple muscles that, and multiple layers and they have so many different jobs and yes. different wonderful things for our bodies right so how can i find this information out and not share it with others so at that point it was really a turning point personally and professionally for me so i got a lot of help with my own dysfunction and kind of a path okay this is where i'm going and then professionally at that point i was like okay so i'm going to start a pelvic health program at the outpatient clinic i was at a hospital-based outpatient clinic mm -hmm. at that time and so i started that and then about six months later i ended up starting a private practice and so that was back in 2001 and i got pregnant about two months after i started my private practice Girl, <laughs> so you've been, I had a... yeah you've been busy <laughs> Yes, it's been a really interesting, but that, so that was almost 20 years ago. And I, we now have five outpatient clinics and I have a Medicare certified home health agency. And then in 2018, I started my PFM. So, yeah, so 2018, so it's only been mm -hmm. two years. Mm -hmm. And by the way, obviously, I guess, since we're on this podcast in the first place, I am so similar in the sense that like, as soon as I learn something and I get passionate about it, I just can't help but share it with the world. Yes. Like I'm hanging out with friends like what are you up to I'm like well guess what I learned about the pelvic floor this week I mean <laughs> my poor friends isn't it exciting yes it is and I mean and I actually started and to give you an idea of how poorly some areas are still served with pelvic floor therapy I started the pelvic floor therapy program for my company almost 10 years ago so when I started wow. so yeah that's when I graduated mm -hmm. and that's when it, so I started it there and I actually just left them this week and I'm doing my own yes. thing I know. So well, happy, congratulations. sad. Congratulations. I know. You. I'm sure they're devastated, but I'm sure you left it in good hands. Yes. Too, so. They're, they're doing mm -hmm. great and everything mm -hmm. was wonderful. So, yes. So you're spreading the word and you're yes. doing your thing. So basically as I'm working with these patients over the years, I'm thinking, man, I would love to have this image to be able to show, you know, the pelvic floor in a user-friendly format or this animation and, or this video that kind of talks about it. So that was really the start. I, and I probably started even with some of those animations and images back in 2017, but I created this video called Pelvic Floor Basics. And so it goes over where the pelvic floor muscles are, what they do, how they work, and, and who can help. And so it's, it goes over the anatomy and some of the dysfunctions, but then also, hey, pelvic therapy is out here and we can do this. And it's about a 13-minute video, and I uploaded it to YouTube. So I started a YouTube channel, wonderful. and I knew it was going to go viral. Like, this is a wonderful video <laughs> that I've spent so much time and yes. energy and love into, and it didn't go viral. I, you know, we got some engagement, but it wasn't, you know, a lot of engagement. So, okay. I had a friend. You know, what's like, tricky about that though? I was going to say, you know, yeah. what's tricky about that too, is when you talk about topics like this, I think that there's a whole lot of more people that you reach than you hear from. I mean, you know, because yeah. this is still one of those topics where a lot of people will sit back and kind of watch from the sidelines before they ever engage or let you know that you're I reaching them. I think so. For sure. I think so. And especially, I think, with Instagram. So if you put a static post up there, you don't know how many people are looking at it. I mean, you, you can, I guess, see like with your reach analytics a little bit there, mm -hmm. but by no means is that representative by how many likes you get or if you have a video how many views you get so yeah. yeah you never have you never know how many people you're impacting but still the engagement wasn't there and I was like ah this is discouraging so I uh, she's like just try Instagram and I'm like ah Instagram Ugh. 
okay, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> and literally I was like, okay, I set a date. I'll try this for 90 days. And if it's not successful, then I'm not doing Instagram anymore. <laughs> and it was, it took off. It was fabulous. I know you're, I mean, I, you have, I think what, 50,000 or more yeah, followers right now? Yeah, I think mm-hmm, we're and, in the mid fifties at this point. Yeah. So. And you've been around for two years. That's wonderful. That shows, mm-hmm. I mean, that's so many people getting to learn from the content you're putting out. Yeah. August will be like a, a full two years from when we really started posting. And it's taken a lot of time and energy and effort. I, I had another uh, interview this morning earlier and she was like, okay, well, what does your typical day look like? And I'm like, well, number one, I don't have a typical day because I'm all over the place and I have, you know, multiple companies and multiple roles in yeah. each company. But most of my time and energy is spent on my PFM. And if you look at like on Instagram at my pelvic floor muscles, you look at one post. Well, I I'm doing most everything in that post. So I'm taking the pictures, I'm editing them in Lightroom, I'm then designing the stuff in Canva, and then I'm planning it and planally and writing the caption and finding the research and trying to make it engaging. So there's yes. a lot that goes into just one little post. And by um, the way, you do a great <laughs> job of making it engaging. I, I know some of the visuals that you've come up with and either designed yourself or paid a designer to make, like showing prolapse or just showing how the muscles work or I know this past week I actually shared something of yours and that was showing the pelvic floor working with high impact like running so I think that you guys have come up with so many wonderful visuals to help people understand a part of their body that you know can be a little challenging to fully understand because they've given it so little attention in the past and it's a lot of it's internal so you know yes so many people just don't have that connection with their pelvic floor and honestly they don't care about it until something goes wrong yeah but once once something goes wrong you care a lot right I mean exactly yes and I do have to say although I do create most of the content myself I have some very talented graphic designers that have done the anatomy images by no means am I an artist artists like that. So I have a lot of people helping me in different areas, but at this point, I'm definitely the one that is doing most of the legwork. So yeah. And it's uh, a nonprofit, correct? So it is a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. So that was a process too. And then you think about all the legal things that go on behind the scenes. We're applying for the trademark. And I think that's been dragging on now for like a year, Uh, you know, and we have a Amazon. So we have a book on Amazon on dead wedding. It's really cool. But, you know, working with those designers and getting it uploaded and there's five million projects, but I actually love it. That's how I love my life. I love multiple pans in the fire. And I feel like, honestly, I'm like floating on a cloud. I don't even consider what I'm doing work. Well, that is wonderful. I know. I We have more similarities than I realize. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think you bring up a really good point when talking about like people don't pay attention to this part of their body until something goes wrong. Because I think that that's an interesting question. People often are like, why did you become a pelvic floor PT, you know, a physical therapist, physiotherapist, whatever you call it. And Mm -hmm. I know for me, I I actually got into it before I had any children or had any issues myself, but I really got into it just because I realized there was such a need in my area that there was only one PT in the whole 120 mile radius who even did it. And most people didn't know pelvic floor PT was a thing and that there was help. 
And she had a wait list of like six months. And I'm, yeah, I'm, and if you think yeah. about that, if you're having pelvic pain or you're having to drive two hours to get there. Yeah, I mean, or you have to wait six months before you can even get started. So many people are, there's so many barriers that would make people mm-hmm. be like, uh, never mind, I'll just keep living with this for another decade. <laughs> but that's what, you know, that's what was happening. And I was like, well, I really got into physical therapy just because I want to help people holistically. And here's an area where it's also vulnerable topics, right? Yes. So just being yes. a, hopefully an open enough personality to have people feel comfortable talking about these things with you. And and when you think about how many barriers, because yes, certainly you have geographical barriers, you have financial barriers, you kind of have a social taboo. There's so many cultures in our world, you know, that we don't even say sex openly. So I'm working with a- with I'm sorry, a what? From I'm sorry. The, the, I'm yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? You want me to say it again? <laughs> I'm no, we don't say those PT. things here. <laughs> I'm working with a PT right now from Bahrain. So it's an Arabic language speaking country. And he's like, you know, how anytime he's posting things on social media about sex or bowel and bladder function, he's getting a lot of really negative pushback. Mm. Like, why are you as a physical therapist talking about this? We shouldn't be talking about this in public. And so, you know, there's so many struggles in, in various societies. You know, my goal with my PFM is to be able to break down those barriers, to make pelvic health fun and engaging and to let people know that there's hope and help. Even if they never see a physical therapist, there's still some options out there for for improvements. Absolutely. And by the way, just that small story there, that makes me both so sad for so many people, but also so proud of what you and what he's doing. So you kind of alluded to it just now, but one of the things that I'm so impressed with is how you have been working through your nonprofit to translate education about pelvic floor into different languages around the world. Yes. Yes. It's so exciting. So we started off that, that 13 minute YouTube video, right. Called pelvic floor basics. Uh I had a friend that spoke Spanish. I was like, Hey, and this probably wasn't the best plan. Like, why are you going to translate a video that isn't doing that popular in multiple <laughs> languages? But, but that wasn't my intent. Hey, but like, to be I'm, fair, well, even yeah, if it, it helps two people, right? Exactly. Like, it would be wonderful if it was viral, but even if it's not, it's helping. It's we're reaching, you know, yes. you never know who you're reaching. So, so basically that was kind of the start of let's translate this content into other languages. So right now we have that video in seven languages and we're just releasing the French version. I think we're going to release it this week. So we're adding on the eighth language and that's just for the video. That's a 13 minute video. And when you think about a 13 minute video and all of the graphics and all the on-screen text and the voiceover yes, narration that goes into that, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of translations and so forth. So we have that. And then we have, I call them translation groups in, I created a program called my PFM ambassador membership. Yes. And I'm a part I want to say exactly. I want to say thank you for your incredible support with that from the very beginning. You well, guys have been doing awesome stuff. It, so it and it it's easy. so affirming though, you know, thankfully my private practice has been able to support my nonprofit endeavors, but it's so affirming just to have somebody believe in what you're doing. So oh, I can't yeah. thank you guys enough for that and for your support and engagement there. But So basically created this program and now we have 30 
language translation groups. Which is so cool. <laughs> Where do I even start? So I'm not going to be able to list all 30 languages, but like we have no. French and German and Korean and Chinese and Russian and Ukrainian and uh, then Persian and Arabic. And it's just incredible that we have people volunteering because all of these people are volunteers they're volunteering i create this little instagram direct message group so i'll call it russian translation group and so when somebody says hey i, I speak russian i want to help i'm like okay yay let's plug you in so we get that yes. group gradually grows uh our portuguese our spanish translation groups now i think it have about 15 ish people each so that's great some of our other languages only have like one at this point but I think the more that we continue to share and create content, and I have to be honest here, although I have the talent and the knowledge to be able to create all these posts in Canva in different languages, I just have delegated that because I don't have the time. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, and you know, because basically the process for it is that I'll choose a topic and like a post. For example, the post that I just posted yesterday on sexual desire and your environment, right? I and if it's a yes. post that's that was such a good post. It, thank you. So if it's a post that's doing well on my account, then I think it's going to do well on other accounts. And I try to choose the posts to translate that are more popular and getting and are getting more engagement. And so then I'll share the post with them and we'll send them the text in English and they send it back in the target language. And then we copy and paste that into Canva and then we share it back with them. They approve it and it kind of goes back and forth. So I'm working with a really talented, very generous hearted person. His name is Evgen and he's from the Ukraine and he's just incredible to work with as well. So I, I feel very blessed to have people that are helping me in so many different areas, volunteering or, you know, even certainly I am paying people too, but reasonable fees and just kind, patient, loving, wonderful people to work with. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, I know that even in my own practice and, and what we do online, a lot of the people who help us do so because they believe in what we're talking about and what we're doing. And so, yes, I'm sure it's the same for you. I mean, it's just really cool to me that you've created a system where you're literally helping promote pelvic knowledge and breaking down taboos across the world um, through doing this. It's amazing. And also by you creating such quality posts, I mean, for someone to be able to do the translation work and then be able to educate people in their community by purely translating, which not to minimize mm -hmm. that, I'm sure it takes a lot of work as well. As someone who does not speak multiple languages, I can't belittle <laughs> that in any way, shape, or form. Oh, I know. But, but for instance, my husband does speak French. And I think that for him to take a really cool content and to translate it, depending on the quality of what he's doing, I mean, that's a pretty amazing setup for people translating as well, that they're able to share such mm -hmm. good information simply by sharing their knowledge of the language. Exactly. So that's And especially great. if they're a pelvic health professional or they're comfortable sharing, you know, pelvic health. And even because I have some people that don't want to be tagged. They are just helping kind of from afar because mm -hmm. it is, depending on where you're from and, and your comfort level, it is kind of a scary thing to talk about in public. So even people that aren't necessarily sharing the posts on social media, they're talking about it with their yoga instructor. They're talking about it with their family and friends, you mm -hmm. know, so we're yeah. definitely 
kind of creating the ripple effect. And I can't wait to add more languages and add more people and add more resources and products. In fact, maybe three weeks ago, I released my first online course called Postpartum Pain with Sex. So it's about a two-hour self-paced kind of view-on-demand course. And by the way, I created this uh, concept called Get Help, Give Help. So for every person that purchases it, I'm donating one course to a nonprofit organization that works with underserved postpartum people. And it's not oh, just in the U.S., it's beyond. So I'm looking for other groups to work with, you know. So right now I'm working with a group out of Houston. It's like a Catholic charity that does a lot of work with the underserved, uh, Spanish-speaking primarily in, in Houston. And then to have all of these Spanish-language resources already for them has been super incredible as well. Oh, I'm sure. So, awesome. Mm -hmm. It's. I think I was actually going somewhere else, but I lost where it was going <laughs> <That's> <laughs> with okay. that specific with that specific train of thought. But it's just it's incredible. Yeah, I think one of the things I harp on a lot, obviously, as a pelvic floor physical therapist in Chattanooga, Tennessee, right, is that, um, you know, a lot of these topics were things that you don't talk about. I mean, especially, for instance, like I'm a Christian and, and our religious yes. community also is one of those things that you just don't really talk about pelvic floor or sex yes. or things like that. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so just trying to break down some of those um, cultural but also religious norms. But I have to recognize that in general, the level of taboo about these topics in America is like, for example, worse than France, right? Like they do a great right, job right, of acknowledging, right, right. but then it's also, I'm sure, far past other cultures. So Right, exactly. So we're we're progressive. It's really a matter of perspective. So yeah. which country or culture are we comparing ourselves to? But I think we're making good strides. We still have a long ways to go, but we're one person, one post, one video, one comment at a time. And you know, that's also where I really encourage people to share, whether you're sharing the actual social media post or whether you're just sharing, hey, dad, or hey, uncle, you know, you had prostate surgery. Here's a post that you might find interesting. You don't even have to say sex or erectile dysfunction <laughs> or urinary leakage, although we know you have it because you had a prostatectomy, you know, you had your prostate removed. So yeah, and everyone, we know the statistics you, on those things. Yes, exactly. Well, and like exactly. you said, it's so interesting. I think that we're getting more comfortable talking about public health with women and women are getting more comfortable with that. But like you said, you just brought up a good point about men. I mean, prostate cancer is the leading cause of cancer for men across their lifespan. And we know that prostatectomies lead to pelvic floor issues. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I can tell you, because I know they wouldn't mind me sharing, but in the past two years, both my father and father-in-law had prostate cancer and therefore treatment. And neither of them live in town, but both of them were sent to pelvic floor PT. Yes. Um, and they're both yes. doing fantastic, you know, and, oh, good. but both of them had to ask their doctors for request for referral. Um, and those were not things automatically given. So I'm hoping that those referrals um, get more commonly done both for mm -hmm. men and women. So, yes. So being an advocate, that's, that's just beautiful. And so hoping to have that ripple effect, you know, then they go to their men's group or whatever, and then they can potentially say something. So you just never know who you might impact. And I do remember where I was going with my other global language thing. So okay, I created this course, this online course, and I'm creating an infographic book uh, based on the course. So it'll be like a print on demand on Amazon and a lot cheaper than the course, probably like 25% of what it costs. Mm -hmm. And then with that, with that book, it's going to be really 
easy to translate that with our system that we have set in place. So now we're going to have a 45, 50 page little great infographic book that the translators are going to be able to share with other people all over the world. So not only is it on social media, because some people are just aren't social media. Some people want to have something in their hands. Mm -hmm. And this is another opportunity to do that. So it's exciting. Yeah, that's so that that is a lot of uh, like some projects going on. But- I know. Oh, and we didn't even talk about our online course platform. So basically, as part of the ambassador program, yes, I can tell um, you a little bit about this. Actually, okay, yes, please. I'd love to hear your feedback there. <laughs> yeah. So as so, I am one of your pelvic floor ambassadors, and um, because obviously yes. you can, as you can tell from this conversation, that I love what you're doing, and so that would be enough, right? Like for me, just contributing <laughs> to what you're doing would be worth every penny. But also I didn't realize when I signed up that one of the benefits is that you're continuously doing education and these courses online of which the past few weeks, um, when my kids were out of town, (laughs) I watched many of them and they're fantastic. So I know some of the topics were like hormones and birth control or Mm -hmm. sexual interviewing and just Mm -hmm. learning a new take on that. Um, also talking more about diastasis. Um, there's an intro into male pelvic pain. So, I mean, you cover so many topics and I've been really pleased with the level of education Oh, good. I'm so, that's such, that's so affirming. One of my love, I think my top love language is words of encouragement. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) Thank Thank you you. for that. And, and so that's kind of evolved too. So we're still doing like the three, one hour ish webinars a month, but now we've started offering longer courses as well. So this weekend we had our first two day course uh, and we had therapists, three pelvic therapists from Kuwait. We had somebody from Australia and Canada and all over the U.S. So we have people joining from all over the world to learn about pelvic health. And it's incredible that we have the instructors that are so skilled and knowledgeable that are willing to share their, their information because there's no way I would have time to create all of this content. Yeah, right? no, it takes and a lot of time for people to put yes, that stuff together. Yeah, even a yes, one-hour talk. So- presentation. You exactly. So, uh, it's, it's incredible to see the ability that we have to reach pelvic health providers too, because really my intent initially was to reach regular people with information about their pelvic floor. And that's still my primary goal in multiple languages. But as a result, kind of a lot of pelvic therapists have been helping and it's been, yeah. And they're able to share their specialty with others. Mm -hmm. And then therefore the level of care across the world grows, you know? Exactly. And it's really beautiful because it's a profit sharing arrangement. So I'm very generous with the amount that they get in terms of a percentage of what comes in. And then the rest, whatever profit that we make that my PFM gets, I'm reinvesting into my PFM to create more resources and more languages and more products. It's kind of like a, a snowball effect and it's growing. The snowball is growing and it's so exciting. That is wonderful. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. And hopefully, I mean, I would assume that most people who normally listen to our podcast weren't aware of just pelvic floor across the world and and different languages and some of the work that you're doing. So I'm so happy that they can learn about that because I think you're doing a great job. And so if you guys are wanting to follow Janice, her handle on Instagram is 
my PFM. And then if you want to be an ambassador, then she, you can easily sign up through her link on Kajabi. Or they also, you can look for like my PFM ambassadors. So those are some yes. guides for you. And in the meantime, Janice, thank you so much for your time and keep up the good work. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for your support. And I look forward to continuing to work together. Wonderful. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Heal at Home Moms. I'm Dr. Jenna Bice. If you need any further help, you're welcome to find us on healathomemoms.com. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and I also offer telehealth for those of you far away who need some one-on-one consultation and in-person concierge mobile physical therapy. So if you are in the Chattanooga, Tennessee area and you are looking to heal, I am here for you.